Here we are. Woo! Hi. Guess what? What, Kat? You tell it's, me. It's gotty fucking positive today. Gotty positive. We're on location for this one. <laughs> we're out. We're out in the sunny Glendale. No, close enough. We're in Glissell Park. Glissell Park. I don't even actually know if that's how you say it. Home of celebrities. Sure. Glistening, glistening celebrities. Yeah, glistening, shiny celebrities. I'm Jenny Zagrino. I'm a comedian. I'm Kat Eves. I'm a stylist. And guess what? There's a third voice on the line. We got a third person. Who is she? Oh. What is she wearing? I don't know. Well, Who is she? She is wearing a very sexy off-shoulder <laughs> caftan. 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 Caftan is barely there. <laughs> I was like, do I say it or do you do, say it? Do I, say it? I don't know. Do you say it at the same time? I don't know. Should we? Just three, two, one. Mary Lambert. <laughs> How does it feel to say your own name like a party celebration? It so good. Really good. It really so good. That's the opening. That's fine. the opening of your next album. <laughs> Sit. Done. First, first track recorded. <laughs> Done. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. You're our first guest. I this is exciting. I'm honored. I've never been anyone's first guest. Really? Sorry in advance. I mean, you've been someone's first guest. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been someone's first. Invite me in, you know? Yeah. No. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, you have a the new book ultimate. out. Yeah, I have. I'm... I'm doing it. And that's why you're here. That's why you've been here in L.A. And I stole you away to the back office at the Plus Bus. It's <laughs> cool. We're in, Are you I kidding me? I'm in like, heaven. Okay, so for those heaven. who don't know what the Plus Bus is, it's a, um, uh, a awesome store um, here in Glassell Park that is a plus-size consignment. Yeah. And vintage. And there's new, there's also, a few, like, local designers and independent designers can buy a rack and sell here too yeah yeah so it's like a good really good collaboration fashion spot Mm -hmm. for um plus size of all types all genders all all everything all the everybody yeah i think size 12 and above yeah so thank uh, you plus bus marcy and jen are the owners and they took me in under their wings when i first moved to la and i've been coming back ever since oh that's so nice it's really sweet sweet. it is yeah we did a comedy show here one time. Really? It, was, it went very well. Yeah. <laughs> but very well. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and they have events here all the time. It's I love it here. It's great. So cool. I'm done. We've yeah. done we've done our ad. We did it. I think we, we did, did it. Our ad for them. <laughs> Sponsorship over. <laughs> friend of the cast, friend of the cast. And use our discount code. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hot, hot ladies tonight. <laughs> With a two or T W O? Both. Okay. Two two. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I do want to say, Mary is actually wearing a really beautiful caftan. Caftan? How do you say it? Still don't know. Aye, caftan. Yeah, a caftan. (laughs) Aye, aye, caftan. That's, that's how that's you actually she, say that's it. That's what she should call her line. That's it. Aye, aye, Captain. It's from... <laughs> On Body Positive. <laughs> no, now I want my own line of captains that's called aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> that are all nautical-themed captains. I'm not going to laughing. That's good. That's what you want. Uh, if the, we're going to do a drinking game on this episode, okay, and good. it's how many times can we make Mary snort? <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, now oh, it's a challenge. Oh, she got some dagger eyes. But her snort is so cute. You have literally the cutest little snort. Thank you. I know. I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> I can't help it. I love snort laughs. I love snort laughs. Oh, like, genuinely. They're good. They're I love good. a good I've, laugh. I've let out a few. Yeah. I'm not, not good, now. I'm I recently. I don't think I'm a good snorter. Like a... I'll work on it. <laughs> well. Like a, oh, I mean... Look, I, I don't some, think I can do, do a cute some snort. Cocaine? Can you do? Are we doing this? Are can you, you do a cute for cocaine right now? I'm is this just, a drug thing? Yeah, just yeah, it is. I'm not a good snorter. Is that weird? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Are you holding right now? I'm not good. What's <laughs> buried in that caftan? What you got? What's in there? It's so see-through. You cannot carry coke in your caftan, <laughs> your I.I. caftan. She's about yeah. to board a plane. Don't give anyone ideas. Yeah, Remember when we had a guest on and then we just babbled for the first ten yes, minutes? Yes, that's exactly that's what, what happens I think that's what time. you're supposed to do. That is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. I don't even care. I'm not. I'm just. But I want to know about this I book. I just wanted to remember it. I know this no, book. I appreciate it. Okay, so this book, though. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this book. Um, it's called Shame is an Ocean I Swim Across, and it is, um, it's a poetry collection, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just haikus about cats, like you would assume <laughs> with a title like that. It is, um, it's, it's like an exploration in, uh, in my own trauma. Actually, I did, uh, I did KTLA, I did like the morning news show in LA, yeah. and like as I was leaving, I was like, do you want me to leave this book here? You know, and the anchor was like, yeah, actually, I, I want to read it, and I was <laughs> like left laughing, going, have fun reading reading about my trauma. Bye. <laughs> I was like, that is a really good sign off. Um, so it is, I mean, it is, I, I talk about really, really dark stuff. My, my trauma, um, I was raised in a pretty violent, abusive household for most of my life. And, um, dealt with sexual abuse and um, uh, sexual violence and being bipolar and also being fat and mm-hmm. also being queer and Christian and everything. It's like a really great laundry list. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, then I sort of started creating my own chaos in my early 20s, so that led to its own um, own stuff. Yeah, um, so, as one does yeah, when they so, have a trauma-filled life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, it's weird that that would happen. It um, <laughs> never happens that way, ever. How about you mean you sabotaged yourself through <laughs> patterns you learned through yeah. childhood? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, the but the last uh, section of the book is kind of about my life navigating the entertainment world, like, since I did Same Love. Like, it's mm. it's, like... What does this mean as like someone with trauma navigating the entertainment industry, and how do you how do you cope with that? And and in most ways, I just didn't. So yeah, <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of the result of that. <laughs> and um, but I honestly, with this project, this is like the most unattached I've been to an outcome. To where I'm like the real glory of it was in the writing and yeah. and just seeing it in a store, like seeing it at Barnes and Noble. I'm like. It's so pretty. But yeah. I am, I'm going to call, I have this plan, like, I'm going to spend two days just at home calling every bookstore in America, being like, do you have that Shame is an Ocean I Swim Across book? Is that <laughs> book of poetry? And they'll be like, will you oh. order it for me? Will you order it in your store? <laughs> and they're like, do you want to buy it? And you're like, no, 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 no just no. to make sure. I just want to make there. sure. Yeah, because I'm going to go and I want to buy it in person. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to have it. Oh, my God. Have do you, you know- bought your own book? I bought it on BarnesandNoble.com. Oh, but I haven't, lying. You I haven't, I haven't been to the store at the chip because I've been doing like book readings. Yeah. So I've been, I've, I haven't 
You should go to like go to a small bookseller and just like slide it across the <laughs> counter and be like, look familiar? <laughs> you want to give me my book for free? And they'll be like, no, you have to pay for your book. That's great because like the my face is on it, but it's like a fragmented face that you can't really tell. So I'd be like, recognize this? How about now? And I like cover my face and sparkles. They'd be like, someone needs to remove this woman from the bookstore. Oh my god. Oh, this is why people go to Amazon because crazy bitches in stores. I, <laughs> I would go tell you. I would go and with the Harry Potter book and be like, do I look familiar to you? <laughs> does, the name, does the name Jessica Rowling sound familiar? <laughs> is her name Jessica? No. I, don't know what it is. I actually don't even know what it is. I don't know. Oh. You did it, Jenny. Do I know a this shot. Water. Shot <laughs> of water. I'm no, gonna okay. take a sip of latte. <laughs> um, I've ju- I look. I've I've uh, I've gone to um, movie to Best Buys and look for your at, movies. Look for my movies. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm only in the cover of one. So and I'm in, like very tiny in the cover. That's so. sick. I would That's love so to ask cool. you a question Please. about. Being recognized because you saying that Jenny made me think about the time that we went to the Palm Springs uh, style fashion week, and there was this one fashion designer who had like a booth. We were looking through his jackets; they were really cool, and he was kind of like you could tell he wasn't really taking us very seriously. He was yeah. sort of like, "Who are these fat bitches in my booth?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That and sounds then, like a line from a rap song. It is. Who are these fat bitches in my booth? You know what? Is I it like a rap it. song? Is it? It might be. I'm it sure sounds like it a sexy rap song. Mm, yeah. And how do I get them into yeah. my house? You know how what? do I get them into my house? There's a rapper named Miss Compliments. <laughs> yes. Compliments. And, and cool snacks. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely the snacks. And cat like, can cans. That, can, yeah. that be, can that be our um, our album? That is Confident. it. But Look, once we get some cool snacks. We were just talking about this. The next step. There it is. <laughs> The next step, once you get successful, is to become a singer. And yes. you, you put out a dance album. So that's our first club track. <laughs> Compliments and cool snacks. Compliments and cool snacks. Oh, Turns all the fat girls cool to the booth. snacks. Oh, What yes. do you think? Think about that. <laughs> get those fat bitches back. Back <laughs> into your house. We're doing it. I guess I'm going to have to learn to beatbox or something. I'm not really sure. You can do the keytar. Yes. With my mouth, though. How are you gonna sing? I don't that's it. I just did it. Okay. <laughs> They're gonna auto-tune it anyway. <laughs> it can be literally any sound we want it to be. Wait, that is so true. so we're in this booth at Palm Springs Style Fashion Week, which is a really long name and in its own right, and this guy's not paying us really any mind. And I was kind of like just not in the mood to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. And so I was like Hey, yeah, I'm a stylist, by the way, and this is my client, Jenny Zagrino. You may recognize her from Bad Santa, too. And he, his eyes lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. He was like, go get her champagne. He was like so, like, he like freaked out and was like, oh my God. And you could see, so if you've, I don't know if you've seen Bad Santa, too, but Jenny's butt is a prominent feature in it. I love that. It's a big old butt. You know what's crazy is I remember before it came out, they were asking me to write something for it. Like, really? write music for oh it. Oh, my God. And I, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> this is like, I feel like I'm pretty good at, like, firing when I, when I asked to make something, and I was like, I don't, 
I don't know how to do I this. I don't know how you Wait, would. was this like a Christmas song? Yeah, they wanted, oh they wanted like a bad Christmas song. Oh. Not like a bad, but like a raunchy sort of Christmas song. Oh my God. I mean, not raunch. I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what they wanted, but I didn't know how to, I didn't know <laughs> I how to deliver they it. I what they wanted. They didn't know what they <laughs> okay. wanted. <laughs> but I totally, I've, I've, I feel like I've recognized that feeling before where it's yeah. like, okay, now that you, now that you, you think I could do something for mm-hmm. you, like all of a sudden this thing happens. But I think, I don't know. I guess you just take it. I don't know. I just, it, I am immediately, I just don't trust that person. Mm-hmm. But if someone's yeah. like immediately kind to me without knowing, like, if I can do something for them or not, then I'm like, this person's rad. Yeah. I don't know. How yeah. do you feel like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the book. So I guess, like, at the end, like, how do you feel like you addressed? You know, having the the fame mm-hmm. and getting that. I know. Yeah. Especially too, I feel like uh, as women in larger bodies, it's diff. It's a different feeling. Yeah. I feel like it is than other people would have. It's mm-hmm. it, there's a lot more thought put into it. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of the reason, honestly. Like I, I don't live in L.A. Like I live in Western Massachusetts. Like I live. I kind of live as far away from here as po- possible, <laughs> and I and I don't think it's not like I'm not like LA sucks. Like I, they're like I'm here for when I'm here for like three days. I'm like I love it here. I could live here. Like mm-hmm. I could totally see it. And then there's just something that happens to me emotionally and like psychically where I can't I can't help but but feel like I'm a naturally competitive person and I can't help but feel not good enough because Mm. there's always somebody more important than you. You're always going to get asked to leave the table because so-and-so is coming and I don't know. That's a thing that's happened? That happened to me more more than once. Yeah. (sighs) And and I was just like, oh, I'm not famous enough. Even though I got into this exclusive thing, Mm -hmm. I'm still not good enough. Yeah. And I, I'm... I can't, I, that happens already, like, on the internet, you know, like, I I would really like to just be grounded in my space, so I think, like, even when I signed to, I was on Capitol Records for a couple years, and even when I signed there, I was like, I'm making my big move to the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, every day, I think I'm like... When can I leave? Yeah. (laughs) When can I go? Totally. It is like this, there is this vibe about LA that is that no matter what, there's always someone who's just like a little better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, obviously there's like the inherent, um, like body shaming, like, like really, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel good overall. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I just like there's this juice place I like to go to called that's so that's like the most LA thing I've said. This is my favorite juice place. Oh my god. There's so um, many how, how how many mushroom orbs do they <laughs> yeah. put into your is it, smoothie shake? Is it Erewhon or is it moon juice? Because those are the only ones that matter and everything else is just not they don't have moon dust. So no, I don't know. Who, but there's this. I go to this place and I have. They have like my favorite like coffee drink that's mm-hmm. like in a in this little thing. Yeah. And it, ha- it lists all the ingredients and then it like says the effects and a lot of it's like antioxidant and then it's like cinnamon appetite suppressant and I'm oh, like why yeah. I'm not I'm not that has not never every- worked on me. <laughs> I fucking love cinnamon and I just want more of it. 
with right? lots of sugar. Cinnamon's delicious. Yeah, that's a that's bullshit. Don't no, that's not good. But I yeah, know. but it's but in it there. still tastes good. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm not drinking it for that. So I kind of just pretend it's not happening, which yeah. is mostly what I do when I'm here. Yeah, and I also feel like I'll go into a bar or something, and I'm wearing like a crop top, and my belly's kind of out, and I'm just doing my thing, and I feel like I get these like these daggers of eyes that um it's not necessarily that people are like you you look ugly or something or you you don't look good mm-hmm. I, at least that of course that's what i say in my head but i think i think that it's less it's less about like how how could you do that and more about um you're not allowed to do that mm. because I was told that I wasn't allowed to do that. That's I feel like that's so much of why there is so much fat shaming is it's mostly mm-hmm. people's just reaction to oh no if I don't do it someone's gonna do it to me yeah mm-hmm. which yeah. is so much of that of that culture of shame is just like oh god I was never allowed to do it and and if I don't if I don't tell someone that they can't do it then they might do it and then I'm gonna feel stupid yeah and uh or what it, you know totally the, the fucking cycle I it's- also think there's something like so deeply cultural about body shame mm-hmm. that and it, some of it's cultural some of it's like family nurturing and mm-hmm. like what you are brought up in but I've had com- I mean I definitely remember being younger. And hearing about fat activists and being very turned off by the idea. Wow, really? Yeah. I remember being younger and just being like, it was, I don't know if it it was like almost a mix of like, I don't really believe them. Yeah, totally. I remember that feeling too. Yeah. It's like, I don't really believe you. Oh, they're, they're really good lying to themselves. Right. And like, I'm like, they must just be at home crying every night and, and hate themselves. Who could love them? Right. Right. But that's, that's the so thing, much self-hating. Like, all of that, all of the other fears come in, and it's mm-hmm. also like, well, why would I just embrace being fat? That's giving up, right? And it's also that idea of like, I I hold on to this idea because it's mine, because this is what I know, because right. outside of my brain, all of the people around me don't agree with my with that lifestyle choice. Right. So if I make the choice to be somebody who's body positive, I'm putting myself on the outside. Mm. And so I think it's also I've seen this sort of like process happen in other people's heads where they'll be like, well, I know you're body positive, but and then it's like, I just can't do it. You know, it's that kind of idea. Mm -hmm. And I think I've always felt like that was one of those things where I can see the little wheels turning in their heads Mm -hmm. where they're in so much pain, but they're more afraid of what happens if they let go and just allow themselves to love their bodies. Totally. And what that looks like. Yeah. I I also, I think about, um, I don't know, this uh, this, um, mentality of... Here, this is what this is why I'm thinking of it. I I did this camp with um, like young girls, like there I think there were like ages like 11 to 14 that were trying to get into the like their um, ultimate goal was being in the music industry, and so I was trying to be a force of like you can you can make whatever you want to make. Let's write our own music, and so I I was it was a songwriting camp for these um, yeah. young girls, and. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was really important for me because I, we, 
um, we got dressed up to do this like showcase. Um, I guess some, some of them were, I guess most of them were 16 in my head. I'm like, they're tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're little, they're pure, precious. They're two years old. Oh, um, oh, no, they're 16, so like just past the most terrifying age, which is like 13, 14. Right. I, it was like a, it's a range of them, but I, um, they spent, it must have spent like two or three hours just getting ready, and I could just, mm-hmm. I could just feel the, I could just feel the pressure. I could just feel it. And it was like kind of insidious. Mm-hmm. And so at one point I was like, I have to go down. To, I'm going to go down to the pool today in my bikini and I'm just going to be hanging out mm-hmm. in all the ways. And I am going to like see if I can engage with them in some way talking about um, bodies and, mm-hmm. and you know, how, how to, how to, how do we love ourselves and how can we practice that? And, um, what I thought was really interesting about that generation, I think what's happening is that the language is becoming so is becoming normalized. So a lot of them understood what I was saying and could repeat things back to me, these sort of affirming things. But I could tell it wasn't embodied. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. it wasn't sinking in or the truth of it or why we say these the things that we do mm-hmm. and what body positive means and 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 I think that that's actually more difficult to navigate now and I I I don't know how I will engage in the future to to try to I want to crack the code yeah well it's a very of that's good for you but for me right exactly like um I had this conversation with my mother um who's a lovely woman sure and I have to adjust my seat. I'll just laugh really loud. My mom's just a a fun lady, but you know, like I I will go to her with like all the facts of the world. Be Mm -hmm. like, "Hey, mom, ninety to ninety-five to ninety percent of diets don't work," and she goes, "Virginia, you should be that five percent." Yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. You oh, know, so it's like totally. everyone in their mind, the way the culture is set up, has convinced you that you are that 5%. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, then it's your fault. Your failure. And so I think all those kids internalize, they can't get rid of the I am the 5% because then they're just like the other 95% of yeah. failures or whatever it right. is. Yeah, I feel like it's it becomes there's this um like uh belief that you have to continually shame yourself and apologize for mm-hmm. your size and always be working yeah, you're the good toward, fat girl. Yeah, 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 toward thinness and if you don't then you're you're a failure and you've given up and mm-hmm. you should be um, you shouldn't leave your house. Yeah, I still ex- go. <laughs> you shouldn't I mean, leave your I house. I want to leave my house. And you should <laughs> only leave your general. house. Yeah, well, there is, that is true. You, you I bought not a new only bed. Girl, okay. yeah. it's yeah. nice. Yeah, you did. It's a cloud. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> rad. Um, no, but it is like it is like not only should you not leave your house, but. You shouldn't, uh, well, you definitely shouldn't leave your house unless you're going to the gym or to Weight Watchers. Right. Yeah. But when you go to the gym, you should feel a lot of shame for being fat at the gym. Yes. Like, don't go to yeah. the gym until you're thin. Yes. I still struggle, even though I'm pretty body positive and yeah. I've definitely built like a. I don't know if it's it's like one part Teflon and the other part like just numb yeah. towards body shame from outside people. Yeah. yeah. 
I, even with that, I still feel that twinge of, like, because I'm a people pleaser by nature. I think a lot of women are. Yeah. Like, I still want when, like, a thin person makes a comment. Like, I worked with a stylist who would, like, be like, we should get, like, a really good salad for lunch. And it's like, that is not... Nobody's. I mean, people. Talk, I get. I get salads. I eat salads. I love salads. But like the way that she said it was not like. Yeah. Like, don't you agree? Yeah. Don't yeah. you agree? Because your fat ass is gonna have to work for the next five right. days, fourteen hours a day, and I'm sure you're too fat to do that. You know, it's like it. It just right. is like it feels weighty, right? Totally. That's a fat pun. Well, <laughs> that was. I like um, it. Weighty. Uh, I, no, I. but like, there's part of you that wants to be like. No, 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 I do eat salads, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. There's there's still that, like, people pleaser that you just want to, you want to, like, yeah. assure people you're okay. Yeah, there's a there's a part of my book, not to not to reference my book. Um, do it. <laughs> but you there's a part in my book where I say, um, I win whether I have a mouthful of pretzels or a mouthful of kale. You haven't been granted the privilege to know how I consume my world and what makes me yeah. most delight in my skin. And I just feel like... There's not, um, I think Lindy West said it, where there's not a moral imperative to be healthy as a fat person. Like, mm-hmm. like regardless, like, we can argue of, like, how we take care of ourselves in other ways or that, like, we actually, there's, I, I actually eat really well. Like, I mm-hmm. do take care of myself. I do go to the gym. I do these things. But I don't, why, why do I feel like I have to prove it? Why do right. I have, why do I yeah. feel like I have to show yeah. someone in that way because the greater the greater overall question and answer to it is like it doesn't fucking matter Mm-mm. because it's not your fucking business right <laughs> like, i it's it's it really it's nobody else's business it's your body mm-hmm. but it's also like so what yeah. There's this whole thing of, like, we have to show that we are healthy people that eat right and exercise and everything else. But, like, for who? Yeah. Yeah. For why? Well, but no one, I mean, it's the same critics. No one, they don't ever, um, you know, criticize other people for health issues. It's all it's all visual. I actually listened to this great podcast yesterday. Um her name is Christy Harris. I think I've talked to her before. She's Food Psych Podcast. Mm, cool. And she interviews like a lot of, of like people in the Hayes community, which is the um like body acceptance medical health field. At every, health, health at every, every size. size. Yeah. Cool. Um and you know, one of the big things is like so much of people's health is visually judged. And mm-hmm. it, and it has nothing 100%. to do mm-hmm. with your visuals at yeah. all. There aren't Thin people dying of cancer right now, you know? Yeah. Like, there are... I've known people who, um, who have, like, had cancer and had other people be like, you look great. And it's like, oh, I want chemo. Yeah, that's why you think I look, quote unquote, great. Well, and that's why I think is really so damaging about so many, like, uh like cookbooks about mm-hmm. eating healthy is that it's like synonymous with losing weight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had a friend whose like parent was dying of cancer and was trying to find like healthy food to, to make their parent. And, you know, he's rapidly losing weight. Like, mm. don't, don't make this mm-hmm. about this thing. It's not synonymous. They're not, Mm-mm. they're not yeah. the same. And, and like, you also don't know how someone's body functions. I feel like 
I don't know why it's taking so long for everyone to come to the same conclusion that BMI is like antiquated and harmful. Yeah. And it's just like all it's saying is like, yes, you look fat or no, you don't look that fat or yeah. like whatever it is. Right. It's do- it doesn't give you any sort of information. It takes your height and your weight. Right. Like, right. Like there's no <laughs> yeah. like we're we're in 2018. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like there's there's something more sophisticated and that sophisticated thing doesn't use your eyeballs, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we have we can see like we can see into space. Yeah. And we can, like, <laughs> go to Mars. We got Neil deGrasse Tyson telling us all about the stars and shit. <laughs> Yet, BMI, we're like, well, obviously, uh, if you times your weight by this magic spell, <laughs> then you're going to die in two years. Like, remember, yeah. Do you remember when you used to go to that, um, there was, like, a website, the very early days of the internet, where it would be like you'd put in your birthday and the year you were born. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would tell you when you were gonna tell die. You yeah. When you were gonna die. It's oh about the same. BMI yeah. is exactly the same. Yeah. As that. Yes. Well, here's the thing that people. I'm gonna get a little bit like Adam ruins everything for a moment. Okay. The reason why the BMI still exists is so that insurance companies can find reasons not to cover people. If you are Ooh. seriously somebody right now who's Ooh. like, I no no no, there's science in it. No no, it's money. It's yeah. all. What does it always come down to? It always comes, comes down, down to, to money. money. Capitalism. Yeah, absolutely. Your BMI is just capitalism. It's insurance companies. Whoa. My husband's, uh, my mother-in-law um, wrote, she was riding her bike to work every single day mm-hmm. to and from she did kettlebells classes and did CrossFit. Like, she's a fucking badass. Jesus. She went to Antarctica. Okay, this is a side note, but she went to Antarctica, broke her foot um, in Argentina before they even left the port to Antarctica, and still did the entire trip and saw penguins and glaciers what? and everything Jeez. else. With a broken foot? And I her like doctor she- told her her BMI was too high. Oh, my God. And she's paleo. She doesn't eat bread. She, the woman hasn't eaten bread in, like, years. She yeah. works oh. She works out and is more active than, like, most teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> and they told her she she's was, like, like too little, fat. She's like a little Joe Rogan. I'm really, I saw yeah. that. I hate Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just- she's a little Joe Rogan. <laughs> Just with like a knife between her teeth at all times. Yes, she is. She's actually like, you know, she's a survivalist. No, she's not. Oh my God. She's liberal Ted Nugent. Oh my God. The no. Nuge? No. We're good with yes. That would be so wild. It's, yeah, it's just, it, oh God, the whole world is a shame, a shame pit. There's a whole pit of shame. Do you feel like, you, do you feel like in your book you put a message out? To try to help with that? Yeah, I think I think so. Are you I doing tried. something about this? <laughs> what are you doing, Mary? I'm sorry, I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I think I do. There is one, um, like the title of my like self-published chapbook that I had was called Five Hundred Tips for Fat Girls. Yeah, and I meant it as this like kind of jab like it's a it's like a it's not re- they're not real tips like yeah. it's like like one of the tips is throw up like i'm not serious like yeah. it's like it's a sad poem because it's like these realities that i used to believe or yeah. these 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 feelings that i used to have about it and so that was actually really disheartening when i released it is cuz i would do these press outlets and they'd say so what are the tips and i'd be like oh no i actually wrote a poem about that and i was like the tips are put 
put chips in your sandwich and drink ten yes. margaritas in a row. Yes. Well, chips in a sandwich is great. Which, you don't want to see guys, me after two margaritas, let alone ten, but yeah. I don't know what you guys are doing after this podcast, but I'm starving. Anyway. Oh, hell yeah. Chips, <laughs> chips in the sandwich is what I'm doing. Anyways. Hot tub and a hot chip sandwich. Oh, is there a hot tub nearby? We'll find one. Is there a hot just a when there's a will there's a a warm puddle? (laughs) (laughs) There's this place under the bridge. Let me tell you. Oh, is this a natural hot spring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tar pits are whatever. Get in there. Go ahead. Tar pits are nature's hot tubs, okay? Get in. Tarpits are nature's sauce. Oh, I hate it. Have you been to La Brea Tarpits? I don't think so. So they have this statue. It's so sad of like a mama mammoth reaching out to her baby mammoth who's being who's dying in the tar pit. Do not go there when you're hormonal. I made that mistake once. <laughs> Why would Did they do? Cry? Is it? Is it? Of course is I it cry. so? Is it so we can be present with climate change? Um, what does it mean? I think like, it just is supposed to represent that, like, thing, things shit die died in, in the tar pits. Yeah. That's but it's just, like, awful. We're born from tar and we will die from well, tar. Well, we should just have that everywhere because America's a colonial <laughs> <laughs> embodiment colonial of, like, because America's a colonial tar pit and we should have, like, we should have statues everywhere depicting the horrors of what we've done. Shouldn't we? <laughs> well, okay, there Atone, is... Atone, everyone. And it's the day after the elections. <laughs> oh, God, uh, yeah. We were sad, but there were some great mm-hmm. gaudy yes. things that happened. Yes. Okay? Gaudy positive some things. Some gaudy positive things. Not John We elected the first Native American women to Congress. Muslim women. Women had a fucking... Great time in the house. We got the house back. Yeah, women are in the Trying party. Trying to be positive, guys. Bring in the house. Woo, woo. Yeah. No, um, it is. It is. It is. It's really important that we got the house and we yeah. did it. Can I be a wet blanket? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> the mo- this moment in wet blanket is brought to you by the fact that it is really shitty that we're having so many firsts. We should really be on our 10th, yeah, right. 20th, 100th by now. But anyway. Okay, true. all right. It's wet true. blanket out. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Look, progress is... Slow. Slow. Because Messy. people have to die for it to happen. Progress I don't mean like be mess. murdered, but like old people literally have to die. It's true. All these old white men, you know what? Old they white men, you die. can't last forever. I literally had a song. Rob caught me. I was like filling out my ballot for the judge part and doing research on each one mm-hmm. and singing to myself. I was like, goodbye, white man. <laughs> We don't need your kind. Goodbye, white man, my old friend. <laughs> and I think enjoy I said, your pension. Coming for you, old man. And Rob was like, "That's ageist." I was like, oh, "I was sexist and racist too." What? Yeah. But it's not really because they are the dominant yeah, culture. Yeah, fuck, fuck them. Who cares? No. I, I forced myself to watch the press conference today. Oh, oh no! And I wanted. I was screaming in my hotel room. I was screaming. Oh. I was. I could not believe. I could not believe the things that were happening. But I was like, I don't. I can't. I. I can't watch it normally. I can't watch that mm-hmm. thing talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, I can't do this. But I'm like, okay. I have. I. I have to force myself to just like be. A, what what are what is everybody else watching and what are yeah. they seeing? Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know how someone is seeing 
what I'm seeing and not draw and drawing a completely different conclusion. I, don't, I feel I don't like don't I'm taking either. crazy fucking pills, I man. I feel yeah. so. I feel so crazy and so con. Oh, can I tell you guys something that happened yesterday? Yeah, oh, tell us. It everything. involved a boy. Yeah. Yes. Okay, it's not good. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it made me question yeah. everything. Oh, also. Oh, hmm. So as Kat knows, I've been talking to a World War II reenactor, which is that is the greatest thing. Very much my type. That's <laughs> Jenny's kink. Check. It's Jenny's. My kink, kink is, is Wait, like is it really? historical role play. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love That's it. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. So, so this person obviously I know is going to lean more towards one way than the other. Through our conversations, I've been trying to like you know like somersault ninja through political conversations to figure out all right fine I'll I can put my vagina on that <laughs> and not feel too bad about it right <laughs> you're just like yeah, you can okay. you can you can make that work in your head yeah like can, uh, maybe it'll change maybe my pussy will change yeah you know get some over to the side so yeah, pussy great. power good so pussy yeah. power yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a very liberal position. This just never has worked that way. God damn it. What I are we know, doing wrong? What are, is it a different position or what works? I don't know. What works to get no. these? I only date queer people. Yeah, which you're are yeah. That's what works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we just don't know. Just figure it out. Just figure it out. What are we still doing? I only date queer people. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like I'm not actually personally queer, just everybody else is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, queer for me? No, thank you. <laughs> That's their but own I'm thing. straight as they come, <laughs> you guys, and straight as I come. What even is straight? What so, is really? so yesterday, I we were just kind of we weren't talking about it, but I was just I was saying I was like, oh, I'm kind of I'm sad about how things are going. And then they sent me this podcast that was um, this tiny little story. That was a little switcheroo story. So it was like starts off as like these two brothers, one's a Republican, one's a Democrat, and they fought all the time. And then after a president was elected, the Democrat w- brother was like, "Oh, it's the end of the First Amendment. It's crazy. It's gonna be so bad." And the other brother was like, "Calm down. He's our president. The people have spoken." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Oh no, this is the end. And if you can't see it, then you're stupid." And then. Uh, then the switcheroo is it's that uh, the brother, Democrat brother, that was so crazy. He was dead the whole time. No. <laughs> <laughs> that had it been a Democrat brother for 20 years. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What was the one? <laughs> so the twist was that this is a story of John Wilkes Booth and Ed Wilkes Booth. Oh. Ed oh. being the famous brother who was the great actor. Who had like statues erected after him? People loved him, but no one knows about him because his crazy Democrat brother John Wilkes Booth. Wasn't that when they were switched? Wasn't that when? That's, they didn't... The, that's the whole thing. I like was listening to it and I'm like, oh my god, does he know they're not the same parties anymore? Yeah, the, like, the, the parties switched. They switched. They're different. This is the problem. You have a very difficult. You have a complicated kink because you're because they're all monsters. Because they're all monsters. Is this? A, it's, it, have you always felt this way? This is. Oh, is this I, new? I no. I used to no. do historical reenacting in Boston on the Freedom Trail. I love the Freedom Trail. I used to be on the Freedom Trail. I worked with the National Park Service. I was the Centennial Park ambassador, really? and I walked the Freedom Trail. And I did a whole thing about it. I love the national parks. Did you know the Freedom Trail is part is a national park? No, it is. I don't know anything. I've never been thirteen north of different New York. sites that are important to America's history. Oh. The Old North Church, Faneuil Hall. 
Yep. Something else? <laughs> Green stuff? It starts off in the Boston Commonwealth, then you go to the uh, old granary burying ground where you have many founding fathers as well as John Hancock, Paul Revere, and Samuel Adams are buried there. Then you wow. make your way down the street, you go to the King's Chapel, which uh, also has a graveyard. That is where John Winthrop, the first governor of Massachusetts, he's buried there. But in that church, it was the first Unitarian church ever built. <laughs> I burped. And then <laughs> in the be- in the bell tower, the bell tower is Paul Revere's largest bell that he ever casts. And you walk down a little bit away, then you go to uh, in Washington Square, and then you have the old meeting house where they had the the uh, tea party meetings. And then across the way is the house of Anne Hutchinson, who mm-hmm. I did the badass bitches of history about. Yes, you did. she lived there. Now it's a Chipotle. And then you keep going. <laughs> down. <laughs> and then you get to the old state house, and you get to Fanny Wall, and so you keep good. walking. Not, is it? What? Yeah, it's a Chipotle. That's so, so funny. I love this because, like, my history thing is like. By the way, the pl- the guy who or the in- creator of nudie, the designer behind nudie suits, is around the corner from me, and that's yeah. my history. And you're like, let me tell you about all of. Let America. me tell you about Colonial Boston. I'm all. Let me tell you about this guy who makes really amazing gaudy suits. <laughs> There's a Cricket Wireless there now. <laughs> That where the suits were made, a cricket wireless. And cricket, yeah. You can get flowers and a and a burner phone. Oh, nice. Same place. <laughs> how is how is dating for you? I mean, hard and difficult. It's terrible. Do you specifically only want to date Civil War reenactors? <laughs> no, but it's definitely a turn, turn on. on. Yeah, and so you're like, you really try to make it work. Um, I mean. Or at least do sex stuff. So this guy is actually very nice. Yeah. He's, like, really nice. Besides, so I'm trying to, like, sep- be able to separate that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's really nice. He's cool. Um, we talk, like, every day. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a, ugh, okay. Yeah. A dumb thing. And it's fine. There's just um, nothing here to date. Yeah. In California. I end up having to go back either to Boston or Minnesota to yeah. find them. So, I think what's ho- I think this is why I've been struggling the most with like this election and and just sort of the like you know what we're talking about of like are how are we possibly hearing the same things and drawing mm-hmm. different like drastically yeah. different conclusions is like what is the what is the most compassionate kind thing to do for the greater goodness of the world. Right. Like, I know what's deeply compassionate to me, and that's to just say, fuck y'all. Like, like <laughs> yeah. y'all suck, and you don't know what you're talking about. Grow a brain. Yeah. That's what I, per- like, my impulse is to do. Sure. I like but the like, grow a brain. That's survival. <laughs> that's a really good insult. I think my favorite thing grow is hamburger brain. brain. <laughs> you have hamburger brain is my new thing to say. And I don't know where that came from. Maybe all the, all the Trump supporters have hamburger Helper brain. I also like to say, here's all the oil. Thanks for all the oil for that gaslight, but I can see plenty clearly. Oh, that's a good one. I said that to a guy who I thought was a MAGA dude yesterday, and it turns out he's just an idiot. (laughs) That's the other thing, is that there's MAGA people, and there's also people who are just stupid. There's so many secret MAGAs. (sighs) Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, how do we, what's, like, the most compassionate thing? Yeah. And how do we like? How do we solve? How, how do we solve it? How do we fix yeah. it? Because it's not getting better; it's getting worse. And like, I was just, 
I've, I think I was, I can't remember, I was visiting some, oh, I think it was when I was going to take KTLA, there was, like, some really scary dude in a, in a, his white pickup truck that he had, like, taped blue and red masking tape to make a flag on his truck, screaming outside of CNN, screaming at, like, the, the door guy, mm-hmm. like, yelling stuff about illegals and the caravan and it was just like this is what's being emboldened like this is what is being ignited and like what how do you how do you combat that like I don't I just don't know I want to be compassionate and I want to be empathetic and like I for me like as like a Christian queer person Mm -hmm. I find that I can there's like certain aspects where I can access different parts of my upbringing or like cultural norms that I had that I can relate in some way. Mm. But there's, I feel like it's just reached a threshold where I'm like, I don't know how to empathize with this. I've like, I've, I've lost it, but I also feel like I can't just give up and say that. Like I can't just be like, go die. Like I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Like I want, I feel like I growing up, I not not even growing up like even during like the when Obama was in office I had I had Republican friends yeah and I I it's I don't inherently just like I don't I don't hate Republicans like I just feel like this current this current thing that's going on doesn't seem it's, aligned to it's actual Trumpism. Republican beliefs yeah it's Trumpism yeah. it's not actual Republican beliefs the I feel like the party the Republican Party. To me, seems like it might be dead because now it, it really is just be with him to maintain power. Right. Exactly. At all at all costs. Yeah. And I feel like there are some who have left out of integrity, but yeah. we're not really an integrity based society. No, we never have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so my great grandmother was a desegregationalist. She had a she had a radio show. I'm really just continuing her legacy. That's cool. Sometimes I like to say she had a podcast because I forget things. She had an old timey podcast. Old timey <laughs> podcast. Yeah, exactly. Ye old podcast. Um, and it was it was like all, ye old podcast. Yeah, they if we could go back in time and just get them to rebrand, that'd be great. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> She she was a desegregationalist. She used to write letters to politicians, and she had her radio show slash podcast where she would talk about uh, social justice issues. And she was a semi-affluent white woman who would literally go out in the street and just hand cash to black people and be like, you need this more than I do. Wow. And I think the thing is, like, one of the things that we get caught up in in our current society, if I look at, like, where we are now versus where she was then, she got investigated by the FBI. Like, she she didn't get away with anything. Yeah. Um, wow. But she... It's a rad legacy. It is a rad legacy, and I think it's really easy in the time that we're in now to kind of be... We, sometimes we, like, rest on our laurels. We definitely found that with the most recent election. Like, people, so many white people had the wool pulled from their eyes finally of being like oh wait racism has continued to exist for always you know just (laughs) right we're like nah Martin Luther King solved it and Malcolm X is the bad guy and the Black Panthers are bad and none of that has ever been true yeah but um, the thing that I think we forget circling back to that is that at the end of the day the things that make a difference are not the things we typically are doing like online behind our computers mm-hmm. and we're not and and from the like comfort and safety from our home right. it's like 
Mary, actually what you do is really so important because you are out there as a queer woman, as a plus-size woman, as a person who is definitely an ally to multiple different people, and you create such a warm, safe space. Mm. Like, I call it my cry time. Like, I have to decide, I have to, like, get ready and go to a Mary event because when I go to <laughs> see Mary Lambert in concert or, saw, you know, at your book event, it's like, I know I'm going to cry, mm. but I also know that I'm going to come into, like, a really warm safe environment yeah. and so it's those actions it's not just us like being talking heads or writing the exact right thing on Facebook that's not what does it it's going out and doing the things yeah. it's, sometimes it's literally going out and handing people money on the street right. whatever it might be yeah. you know and I think that's what I what I I have to remember back to when I my main prerogative when I was like 21 was like as a waitress in this sort of rural area, I'm going to wear my rainbow sticker on my thing and I'm going to make sure that I'm really out and proud while I'm at work and I'm going to be the nicest bitch they ever met. Yeah, Because yes. you can't you can't demonize somebody that you have made a connection with. Yep. Yeah. So if I can be as like friendly as possible and really extend the kindness, maybe there will be slow progress and, mm-hmm. it, and I just have to be patient with it. But I was, as we were talking, I was like, what, I want to know the Venn diagram of, like, um, sort of Trump supporters and, like, fat shamers. Like, mm. is it, oh, is it, they uh, are like, one in the same. Right? I think, and I want, for sure. it's shamers. That's, yeah. It's not even just fat, it's just, it's, it's, he exists in a world of shame, of, like, shame, perpetuating shame. Gloating, like it's definitely but that's the mean weird girls. To me, that's so weird. It's the mean girls and bullies party. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's the popular it's, kids at high school who made the everybody else's life a living hell. Yeah. They now control things. Yeah, and it's just like they are. You know, it's the same way as like with Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Everyone, like, mm. it was just with that bullshit. It was horrible for Monica, who I fucking love. And it was, you know, a big shame parade. And then with mm. this guy who's, like, all these shamers look up to him and are like, oh, yeah, he fucking, he says what he wants and he's the king shamer and we want to do that. He gets 19 women accusing him of sexual harassment and no one gives a fuck. Of, yeah. of rape, of, you know, whatever the fuck he did. And no one gives a fuck because they're like, eh, I want to do that, too. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to try to do he that gives, someday. He he has given people permission to be shitty yeah yeah and that is i mean i i think the thing about it is you almost i don't know i don't have all the answers but what has helped for me personally it's like sometimes i have to detach my emotion from the situation mm. and these are people we had an awesome conversation with jacob tobiah about yeah. this the other night um by the way we're gonna have jacob on the show but um, we're gonna wait till Jacob has a book coming out soon too. Fuck so yeah. we'll time it. We'll time it right. Um, but uh, you know, this is not a group that gives a shit about facts. It's never been about facts. Yeah, it's about power, and it's about yeah. feeling and emotion. And so sometimes, for me, divorcing from that, the feeling and like detaching from that and having a conversation allow is the only way that I've been able to really find that I can Mm. stay in the conversation Mm. and push it forward. Right. The other thing that I have learned to do for myself and as a tactic in those kinds of things is I don't let them get away with steering off course. 
And I also, because they will do the whole, like, well, what about Obama? And it's like, right. well, we weren't oh, talking about. the whatabouts. The yeah, whatabouts. The what about, yeah. We don't talk well, about, I mean, we weren't talking about Obama. So totally. we can talk about that next. So you say, like, I'll let you talk about that next, but we have to finish this conversation yeah, first. Because they can't do that. They're not focused in that way. Yeah. And then the other thing that I don't allow them to do is get away without answering why. Right. So um, if somebody is saying, like, Oh, you know, like we needed to, we don't universal health care would be the end of this country. I make them answer why. Mm-hmm. And then and then I can like they have to get to the root of it cuz a lot of times people aren't even consciously aware of the fears that they carry that have right. gotten them to the place that they are. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like also the I think all of these conversations have to happen simultaneously. So, like, Mm -hmm. the sort of um, pragmatic conversations that you're having are really important. And I also believe in the conversations that are sort of, um, um, that are sort of uh, not quieter, but I, like, I feel like the way that I tend to engage is rather than saying, like, I've, uh, anything about them, it's more, I'm really scared right now, and the people mm-hmm. in my community are really scared right now. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing you can say, there's nothing you can say back to that. Like, well, you shouldn't feel that way, you know? Like, I mean, you they, can, they you, do you, say you, that. You can say that, but it's, yeah. it doesn't disprove anything. I think it's harder to right. to argue that, Yeah, you know? But no, it only true. goes so far, and I think both sides need to, like, not... I didn't mean both sides. I meant, <laughs> it's like, both sides, I meant, though, like, really? <laughs> I meant, like, on all sides. Yeah. Like getting it, uh, massaging mm-hmm. the f- false, yeah, <laughs> beliefs yeah. out. Just yeah. massaging yeah, you gotta it slowly. Like, yeah, you gotta massage it slowly. You gotta make them think that they thought of it. Yeah, right. Yes, you do. Yeah. you really do. Like, and it really, it is really, really like, it is about making it relatable. About. You know that the people, some of the people in your community are DACA, and you just had no idea, mm-hmm. and now your friends are going to be gone or whatever. I think I, I think the harder truth with that is that there are people who who know that and don't care. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. That's something I just can't. I, I, well, they're the ones just, in the most pain, have, right? Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I mean, just like I can't day, even care because. It's part of my own pain. Right. Yeah. But I think the thing is, like, Mary, going back to what you do, you're a writer, you're a singer-songwriter, you create these incredibly, like, warm, loving spaces for people of, like, all different gender identities and ages and races. Like, when you go to a Mary Lambert concert, you will see a diverse group of people in Mm. that space. And the the reason I say that is because you don't have to be a Grammy-nominated or Grammy-performing <laughs> um, singer-songwriter to to do that. You just have to use your gifts. Mm. And we all have different gifts. Like, my personal gift is that if I'm feeling up to it, I have the patience to sit down and be like, okay, but why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For as long as it takes for them to get to the root, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Well, you know? I, have, I actually have a question for you, Mary, is that when did you feel that you really stepped into being that, you know, the different person, I'm going to just say it, of being gutty positive. When yes. did it happen? Yes. Um, when did it happen? Yeah, was start- there like a moment in your life where you like kind of clicked over? Yes. I think it was, uh, so I, 
I really hated myself and my body. And also, like, I feel like often we, like, detach, like, our body, like, hating our bodies and then being like, but I loved everything else about myself. Like, Mm -hmm. that's often not the case. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very rare that you're like, well, I hate my thighs, but I... I love everything else about me is so great. It's usually like I also hate this thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I feel like self-loathing is just a pervasive motherfucker. Yeah. And um. So I I attempted suicide when I was um 17 as sort of I just everything just felt really heavy on top of everything I was experiencing. Um. And uh, there were two major things that happened to me while I was in college. And um, the first was uh, I started doing spoken word. So I was around a new diverse group of people that I hadn't ever known before. I grew up in like um, in South Everett, of which is like 40 minutes outside of Seattle. And um, and so I just there were just so many new concepts that I was it was when I learned about privilege. It was when I learned about like. I don't, I just learned, I learned about so many different things. And, um, I went over to my friend Sean's house and they had a sticker. No, they had a magnet on the fridge that said riots, not diets. Mm. And I'd never, it was so radical to me. Mm-hmm. It's that moment still sticks with me yeah. of just this concept that somebody would not, like, would be against dieting mm-hmm. as a bigger person? Are you yeah. kidding me? What are you doing, psycho? Like, like <laughs> yeah. you're you, gonna die. Yeah, yeah. like, what you're, are you doing? Yeah. You're supposed to be really sorry for the way you are. Like, <laughs> you should be trying. <laughs> Do you want to order a salad? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, so I think that was a major one, but I think the, um, so that was, like, a huge body shift for me mm-hmm. when yeah. I decided that I was going to, try a different tactic because everything else had felt horrible up until then. I, it, I hated myself. So why not try something else? Yeah. Um, the other thing was that I, uh, as a result of like a lot of trauma, I, um, I am really, really forgetful and absent minded. And I just, I, I, one of the main things is I, that would happen, especially in college is I would lock my keys in my car mm. and that happened like a couple times a month. And so wow. I, a lot, <laughs> and I used uh, all of my mom's AAA to break oh, into no. my car. And rather than um, maybe making my life a little easier or trying to find something else, I said, "No, I'm. I need. To, I'm going to punish myself until mm-hmm. I get this right. Mm-hmm. I need to be a kind of person that doesn't leave their keys in the car. I'm going to function." like a normal person. Mm. So rather than doing something gentle or kind to myself, I opened a credit card specifically for oh. AAA to break open into my car. Wow. And I I went a thousand dollars into I'm not kidding you. This wow. happened over the course of like my freshman year in college. Oh my god. Because it was happening about like at one time it was like four times in a week. Wow. And I think at that point it was just like I was just I just continued to hate myself. It was mm-hmm. like this really nasty cycle and of course every time it happened I just wanted to die I wanted to kill myself because I was just like here I did there's 
there I I'm am again. I'm the fuck person. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And, um, Which makes it worse. Totally. We know that now. Yes. <laughs> right? But, yeah, that's... It, it actually, like, shame does not work. Yes. Yeah. So I, I kind of woke up one morning and uh, realized that I was in a similar situation previously where I did want to die. And um, I didn't want to do that anymore because it didn't work before. And I, I wanted to stay alive. And... So I was like, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to make copies of my car keys. And I made four mm. copies. I gave one to my mom, one to my roommate, and one at school. I hid some. I don't know. I forgot where it was. <laughs> I left. It's somewhere around my old college. Yeah. And I put it like a second one in my purse. And I, I swear to fucking God. I have not locked my keys in my car since I made the copies. Wow. It just stopped happening. Yeah. And it was like as soon as I was gentle and kind to myself and allowed myself to be who I was, Mm -hmm. this, my brain unlocked something. It was just like, ah, now you have. Yeah. What a great choice of words. Yes. (laughs) Ooh. Unlocked it. You know what? Drink for that too, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's a really i think that's that's god that's such a beautiful like it is once you are kinder to yourself it does yeah everything just does fall into where it should be because we're just taught to fight especially as americans i feel like we have like this fighting mentality Mm -hmm. to us yeah and we don't Scandinavians. have a deep well they just, of, they fucking, just you know what, it's my people are responsible for that shit. <laughs> Scandinavians? Vikings, Vikings got no, we have no uh, patience. The nice Scandinavians. <laughs> the nice ones? Are there nice ones? There, there's some nice ones. I'm just nice kidding, ones. there's plenty of nice, Scan- I don't know. They're Never just met like, a Scandinavian, they're just like, I don't know. Ooh, we want a, a fish and it's... It smells funny. Let's, oh, fish is let's gross. Let's eat this fish. I'm bad And not at that. give our children homework. <laughs> Do you know about you that? You know what I'm oh, in for yeah. that? Yeah. Finland, right? Yeah, they're well, fucking they're great. Killing they're killing it. Great. They but are. Americans are so, we're so shame and fighting, and mm-hmm. we're just. Everything's so <sighs> angry and punishy and yeah. shamey yeah. and feel baddy and. Not gaudy. Just stop. You Not. know what I did after, after the press conference that I was watching? Yeah. Um, I So I was screaming at my laptop, and I almost threw it. And then I said, you know what? I'm not going to carry this today. Yeah. And I put on my meditations, and I took a shower, and I sang to myself. And I was like, this is okay. This is how mm-hmm. we get yeah. through. Mm-hmm. And we get through, and I will continue being kind and good to myself. And that is a radical act of love. Yes. You know? Love Loving yourself and love is the most radical thing you can actually do. It is. is. So before we end this fabulous podcast, let us go through what are some gaudy things that we love? What are your gaudy obsessions right now? This caftan that I'm wearing. It is a great caftan. Can we talk about what this caftan, what's happening with it right now? Yes. It's it's like off both shoulders, basically. (laughs) And um, I'm actually wearing it inside out because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's how good it is. It can be worn outside, inside, and it's outside like, in. It's pretty sheer, and I'm also just not wearing anything under it. So you can just see my bra and panties, and I don't care. Hell yeah. I love that look. Are you going to fly yeah. with that? No. <laughs> I, I like that you here. Would. You know but what? But the rest of the world isn't as wonderful as you two. And you know go what? back to cold I fucking went through, I went through the Reno we airport in a sequin top because I was like, what? It's Reno. Wear yeah. a sequin top. Turns out, bad idea. TSA does not like that. I lit oh, because it. <laughs> yeah, I just lit up like the entire thing. Oh, really? 
where it's like we need to pat you down. It was like just this whole you're everything. So don't wear anything with metallic thread or sequins okay. through TSA. It sucks. That's really good advice. Yeah. Um, so that's my, that's my hot tip. Yeah. Uh, but your caftan is by uh, You're Too Much, which is you are, and then I think it's T-O. Or a letter two. I'm not sure. But you're too much. You are is the most important part. And it's from Jen Wilder, who is co-owner of the Plus Bus, where we are right now. Nice. Yes. And it's brand new, brand new, brand new brand. Oh, that's a brand new brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got that brand new brand. <laughs> wow, thanks. And you're also taking home a pair of fresh red pants from Poppy Row. Mm, I can't wait. They're very, very comfy. I might wear those on the plane underneath my captain. I feel like those are great. Those look like great. Travel pants. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear them. Fashionable but breathable. Mm-hmm. All the time no pants. Zips. I'm going to wear them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And those are sustainably sourced. I think it's bamboo. It's like bamboo Sick, or eucalyptus yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. Sick fabrics, bro. Sick fabrics. Sick natural fab, weeds. Dude, is that yep. sustained? Is that, <laughs> is that yeah. sus right now? Is that even that sus? sus? Is that F? I know. I'm always like, they're sustainable and ethical and they're made locally and da 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 da. No, I, I love like it. A, I think that's so good. Cow, that's baby. why I love working with you. I have like a list. I'm like, let me go through all the good things yeah. you're going to feel about this. Yes. But yeah, they're locally made and they're rad. Poppy Row. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. what, are, what are your, what's your obsession right now? Oh, what am I not obsessed with? Um, <laughs> what am I obsessed with? What am I not obsessed with? Yeah. I don't know. I'm in a real deep sequin jumpsuit vibe right now. Um, okay. There's great. a sequin jumpsuit from a designer in Vegas named Renee Taylor. She makes them herself. And I, it's, there's a video of me on my Instagram, which is at Style Ethic, where you can see me doing my little Elvis dance in it. Oh, wonder. Head to toe sequins jumpsuit. Oh, you would love it, Mary. We'll take you to Renee Tyler when uh, we'll, I feel like we'll my take eyes, a Vegas trip. My eyes started salivating. Is <laughs> <laughs> that crying? <laughs> no, my eyes are salivating. How do you use that? I'm not crying. I'm just salivating. <laughs> my eyes are hungry. They're just thirsty. Whatever. <laughs> Renee Tyler in Vegas. She's a designer, and I'm like obsessed with this jumpsuit, and I think about it all the time. That's awesome. And I'm also really obsessed with getting to see Elton John when he's on his final Yellow Brick Road tour. Hell yeah. I think about that a lot. Are you going to see him? <laughs> I better. Okay. <laughs> the whole reason right. I didn't, I haven't seen him yet. My, my whole family got tickets to go see him on the first stop on his tour, and then I found out I was dressing Dulce Sloan for the Emmys. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the same day, you know. Oh, oh. John will be around for like ever, right? Sure. Oh, but I think look. I just killed him. You cannot curse it. Knock on those vibes out. You know what? World. Find all the sequins and, and knock on them. Knock on knock all on the sequins <laughs> and glasses. I don't think I have any. I don't think I have any obsessions right now. I'm just, I'm just burnt out. Yeah, you're obsessed with sleeping. I'm obsessed with sleeping. That's I a just, great. That's a great thing. That's true. I'm obsessed with Kia Souls because they're that's all what I, I rent. Drive. I know. I love them. I rent. <laughs> Ew! That's all I rent. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I don't sorry. mean to be so judgy, <sighs> but it's dumb. Your elevator is small. <laughs> okay, I really like it. Look, hamsters <laughs> drive in them. Okay, who doesn't love a hamster Are they car? Ethical? There, no case. cars are ethical. <laughs> no cars are ethical. Even Tesla's got shit. <laughs> what God am I? Damn. I don't know what I'm obsessed with. We'll get to it next one. I'm, I'm too tired. I'm obsessed with thinking about what you're obsessed with. Yeah, me too. Right now, I've only literally only been thinking about reenacting. 
I was just thinking that you're not specifically him, but just now I'm just back in that. Because occasionally I'll like get out of that world and then I'll go back into it. So like a drug addict. (laughs) Just like. Oh, I did a hit. I did a hit. Like, I'm planning, I might go uh, back to my favorite place, military. There's this, uh, I talk about it before, but in Jamestown, Virginia, they have Military Through the Ages, which is like a two day festival of military reenactment camps. <laughs> You're the best person I've ever met. I just love it so much. Girl, that's I so cool. It. I love it. I love it so much. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I mean, you know what? I'm going to get back into some vintage um, yes. stuff, and then yeah. I'll get back to you. What's the word? Caftan. Caftan. A caftan. A caftan. Oh, I also found this caftan. out. World War II reenactors. It's not a costume. It's an impression. Oh, my lanta. I'm into it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I'm going to say when I'm like taking photos. <laughs> this is not my outfit. This is an impression. This is my... Yeah. Impression. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Oh. Girl, thank you so much yes. for coming on Thanks the podcast. For having so fun. Me. You're an angel and um, a goddess at the same time. And <laughs> we just, I just fucking love you. So yeah. thank you for being here. And being I love a, you guys. You're so good. Aww, thanks. We love and you. Keep wearing that captain inside out. <laughs> I, I, captain. Do you wear it how you want. 